Welcome back, everyone. I'm Michael Murphy, and this is episode five of the InDesigner, the podcast that provides information, instruction, and insight to InDesign users. I'm a little late getting this episode wrapped up, so I apologize for the delay. The holiday season has a habit of swallowing up every minute of what passes for free time these days. So, with no further delay, let's hurry up and get right into this week's topic, which is about getting things into your InDesign files the right way. In the dark ages of Quark Express, you had two options for getting content, text, graphics, etc., into your layout. One was copy and paste, and the other was to get picture or get text. And Express is pretty damn picky about what it lets you import and how. If you've switched to InDesign from Express and spent as much time as I did in the application, you've probably developed most of your habits around these limitations. Well, since you've cast off the anchor that is Quark Express, shouldn't you jettison those old working habits too? There are so many ways to get content from other files into InDesign that I considered calling this episode 50 Ways to Get Your Stuff In. But since I thought it was a bad pun on the Paul Simon song title and... More to the point, I didn't have a full 50 different methods. I'll just call it the importance of importing. That's not funny either, but I like the alliteration. The one thing every designer without exception deals with is importing text. But the days of creating a text box and choosing Get Text are over. Here's a rundown of your options in InDesign. Method number one, cut and paste. Alright, it's obvious, I know, but if I left it out, I'd look like an idiot. Of course you can cut and paste from anywhere into InDesign, but cut and paste is so 20th century. We can do better than that. I'm not even going to explain this one. I'm going to move right on to method two, drag and drop, which is basically cut and paste without either the cutting or the pasting. With all or just some of your text selected in the source file, a text file, Word document, web page, etc., just drag what's selected right into any open InDesign file. A text frame is created automatically. If you have a text frame on your page, whether or not it's selected, you can drag your text over it and you'll see a cursor appear. Just let go and your text goes right into the text frame, even if there's already text in the frame. It'll add or insert the text you're dragging wherever the insertion point is. And get this, not just into text frames. You can use drag and drop to put text into individual cells in InDesign tables, whether or not the cell, table, or enclosing text frame is selected in the file. As long as the cursor can move over it, you can jam in some text. Now these methods are all well and good, assuming your text is all continuous and that there isn't some separate text in a place table or other separate text box within the source document. So let's look at how to get all of the text from your source file placed in one shot. A Mac-only method is something that I call the title bar icon drag, for lack of a much better name. Uh, PC listeners, please bear with me because it doesn't work in Windows. And this also assumes that your source document, text file, word file, etc., is open at the time you're doing the placing. In the title bar of the source file, just click the icon next to the file name, hold down your mouse, and drag that icon into your open InDesign document. This method will put text into an existing text frame, provided it's completely empty. If not, it creates its own text frame. It will not place the contents of your source document into a text frame with existing content or into the cells of a table. But what it does do is bring in the entire file, not just whatever in the file can be selected all at once. So it's cool if it fits your needs and you're on a Mac and you remember you can do it, but it's not the most versatile or universal option. 
all of the options I've mentioned so far require you, you to be working in your source document, or at least to open it to access the text. I don't know about you, but if I don't have to open Word, I don't. It's a waste of time for me. These next few options don't depend on access to what's inside your source file, just the source file itself. So, method four is what I call grab and drop. What you're grabbing is the file itself. Just select any supported file from any folder on your computer and drag it into an open InDesign document, and it's placed. Word files, text files, Excel documents, PDFs, Photoshop, Illustrator, EPS, TIFF, so on. Any of them can be just grabbed from a folder and dropped onto your page. And if you're wondering, yes, you can select multiple files and drag them in all at once. They don't even have to be in the same format. You could drag in a Word document, Excel file, Photoshop image, Illustrator graphic, and a PDF at the same time and just drag the whole lot right into your InDesign document. It'll take InDesign a few seconds to process the importing depending on how many files you've selected, but it's got to be less time than it would take you to drag them in one by one. The other downside of this is the files will be placed with little rhyme or reason on your page and will all be overlapping one another. But they'll all be there. It's the everybody in the pool option if that's how you want to work. Method 5 is taking it from the bridge. Adobe's bridge application that ships with the Creative Suite 2 lets you preview your images, PDFs, etc. in a user-friendly manner and also lets you drag and drop any of those files right from the bridge into your InDesign file. Here again, you can select many different files from many different file formats all at once and drop them all into your InDesign layout in a single operation. Method 6 is using the place command. This is the finesse option. This is the one for control freaks like me. I want to bring content in the way I want it, not necessarily the way it is in the original file. There are levels of control you can assume when using the place command from the file menu. For place text, you get a loaded cursor that allows you to decide where the imported content goes and if you want to auto-flow it through your document. More than that, though, InDesign has tons of import options for the various source files you'll work with, and you can set these options before any of the content gets into your page, which can eliminate a lot of cleanup once it's placed. When placing anything into InDesign, you can check the Show Import Options checkbox so that you'll always see these options for every file you place. The problem is, you'll always see these options for every file you place. Most of the time, I want my text, spreadsheet, data, images, PDFs, etc. to behave in the same way when they're imported, so I don't want to see these options every time. The way around that is to keep the Show Import Options box unchecked. For those few times you do want to see the options, you'd probably check the box, right? Wrong. If you check it, showing import options becomes your default setting, not a one-time override. The way to access import options only when you want them is to leave show import options unchecked, but to hold down the shift key when you click the open button in the place dialog box. That way you can access the options whenever you want and never have to look at them if you don't want to. The most dizzying array of options available when importing a file into InDesign are those associated with importing Microsoft Word files. Quick question, have you ever seen style names show up in your paragraph and character style palettes that you know you never created, and they have those little disk icons next to their names? Those are Microsoft Word styles, and I'll bet that most of the time you don't need any of them. 
If someone who provides you text for your designs is using styles, they're probably not styles you'll ever use in your layout, so you're just going to end up stripping them out most of the time. Using the import options InDesign has created for Microsoft Word, you can bring the text in without any annoying word formatting, or just some annoying word formatting, whatever you like. And you can make that your default import option for Word files, meaning you'll only have to look at Word import options for the exceptions. Here's an example of how I set up my default Word import options so that I get clean, unformatted text in InDesign no matter how over-formatted the original Word file is. When I go to place a Word file in InDesign, I shift-click on the Open button to selectively call up the Microsoft Word import options dialog. In that dialog, I turn off absolutely everything. Footnotes, endnotes, table of contents, styles, formatting, etc. The only thing I check is use typographer's quotes. To make sure that this is how my text comes in all the time, I click the Save Preset button before I click OK. This allows me to name the preset, say for example, Clean Word Import, and make it my default by clicking the Set as Default button. From that point on, every Word file I import will come in squeaky clean without my having to view or change any of the import options. Unfortunately, this is the only import options dialog that allows you to create a preset. You can set import options for plain text files, Excel data, Photoshop images, Illustrator artwork, and PDFs, but none of those options dialog boxes allow you to set one or more presets. I think that's unfortunate, and I hope that Adobe rectifies that in the next version. So there's text importing in a nutshell. It may be the most common type of content you bring in, but it's far from the only type of content. Let me do a quick, very quick rundown of how to get some of the most common types of files into your InDesign documents in different ways. Number one, Excel files. You can drag an Excel file icon right into InDesign, and it is automatically converted to a table. If you need more control, use the Place command and Shift-click Open to set options such as which sheet in the file to import, what range of cells to import, whether or not to import hidden cells, how many decimal places to include, etc. Number two, Illustrator artwork. If you cut and paste artwork from an Illustrator file into InDesign, it's no longer that Illustrator file. It's not linked to that Illustrator file. It becomes an InDesign vector object that is fully editable right in your InDesign layout, and that's the only place it exists. Same goes for dragging and dropping artwork from an AI file into an InDesign file. Use the place command or drag the file icon itself from the bridge or from your hard drive into your InDesign file to maintain the link to the original Illustrator document. Number three, Photoshop files. You don't want to cut and paste from Photoshop for two reasons. One, since you can only copy one layer at a time, all you'd get from a copy and paste operation from a layered Photoshop file is the contents of the active layer. And two, Copying and pasting bitmapped images only gives you a low-res proxy image in InDesign. It looks bad on screen, and it's useless for printing. Same goes for drag-and-drop from Photoshop. So that leaves you with dragging the file icon from your hard drive, or from the bridge, or using the File Place command. Options available to you when you use the Place command include choosing a different color profile from the, for the placed image, applying clipping paths or alpha channel transparency, and activating or deactivating layers or layer comps that are present in the original file. And number four, 
PDF files. Like every other file type, you can drag the files icon from your hard drive or from its pre preview in Adobe Bridge right into your InDesign document. But using the place command and import options in InDesign allows you to select one, several, or all of the pages in a multi-page PDF to be placed. You can also determine how those pages are cropped, whether or not the pages have transparent backgrounds, and what layers in the PDF to show. These are the most common file types designers import, but they're not the only ones. InDesign allows you to import video, sound, and flash files for use in interactive PDFs, and to import XML data. For these options, there's way too much context needed to explain them in this podcast, so they'll go on the list of topics to cover at some time in the future. And speaking of the future, it will be two weeks from this podcast before my next episode is posted. I'm taking a well-earned week off to enjoy the holidays, but a new episode will be available just as the new year begins. In the meantime, I will, as always, be available on the website and through email to answer any questions or help you tackle any of your InDesign challenges. So post a comment at www.theindesigner.com or drop me a line at info at This is Michael Murphy for the InDesigner Podcast. Enjoy the holidays, and thanks for listening.